Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. Hey, what's up? It's Pat here, and this is the third episode in an installment of emergency podcast episodes that have been coming out here on the podcast. And you can find all the other emergency podcast episodes over at smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit, which is where this one will live as well. But you're listening to it right now, obviously, so you don't need to go there right now. However, um, if you miss those episodes, make sure to check that out because the first episode was how to manage your business in a time of crisis like this. The second one was what to do if you uh, had gotten laid off or furloughed or if you happen to know somebody who had gotten laid off and how you might be able to take some knowledge that you have, some experience, some skills and turn them into a freelancing business either on the side or potentially full time down the road to supplement your income right now. This episode in particular is for you, whether you're just starting out in online business or you have one already, there is an amazing opportunity that was brought to my attention by a good friend of mine, Stu McLaren, who has been on the show before. And the crazy thing about Stu is he is helping people right now build memberships. And think about it, in a time of crisis like this where we're all quarantined at home, there is a huge need for people to find their people, their communities. There's there's no in-person community meetups, there's no events, there's no conventions anymore. And this is a time when membership sites are absolutely thriving. And in this episode, I wanted to bring Stu on to talk a little bit more about this opportunity. And again, it can be added on to stuff that you already have, or it could be the start of something new. And we talk about exactly how to get started with building a membership. This is great because it also provides potentially a recurring income for you. And you don't have to start big either. And you don't even need a huge email list or a ton of people already following you. We go through a number of examples to showcase the possibilities. And then we have a lot of even strategic uh, you know, ways to go about creating a founders members group, which is a way to validate whether or not a membership idea even makes sense for you right now. Plus a lot of, a lot of other great stuff. But I wanted to bring Stu on. He's a family man. He's a good friend of mine. And he's helping loads of people during this crisis find the opportunities that are right there and hey nobody else is talking about this either so this is why this is here and uh you know i imagine one day a few people who listen to this hopefully many will come back and say man pat it was that emergency episode with Stu mclaren that changed everything for me so i'm really excited to introduce Stu mclaren to you here he is from tribe Stu, welcome back to the spi podcast thanks for joining me man yeah listen i appreciate you having me thanks so much 
times are crazy right now, as you know, and you and I chatting via text, we're like, dude, we got to come on together and do this podcast because there's a lot of people who need help. This will be added onto our toolkit page at smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit, which has a few emergency episodes that we've already recorded internally with our team. But I'm happy to reach out to you because you've been focused really hard on helping others during this crisis as well, specifically in and around new opportunities related to building memberships because community is really important right now. And it's always been, but even more so now. Just tell us a little bit about what's going through your head recently, what's your tribe been up to, and how people are making great opportunities in the moment that we're in right now. Well, it's interesting because, you know, there's really two sides to this coin. And uh, I don't want to minimize at all the seriousness of what's happening because, you know, I have a, a friend of mine, Carrie, who's an ER nurse. And, you know, she's actually living in a trailer in her driveway right now to, to be separated from her husband and kids so that, you know, she doesn't impact them in, in any way. And so I see it and hear it on the front lines of the health side. And then I also see it and hear it on the front lines of the business side and the ripple effect that so many businesses are experiencing. You know, one of my groomsmen in my wedding, Mike, he owns a restaurant and sales are completely dried up. You know, a friend of my wife, Lindsay, owns a brewery and things have gotten a lot harder for them. And we have another friend, Natalie, and her husband who own multiple coffee shops. And again, things are really hard. So I, I understand and feel the impact and weight of that. But the other side of the coin is that what it's done is uh, the there's never been a time now when more people are online, spending more time online than right now. And in fact, there was a research study that was uh, released two weeks ago out of the UK, and they surveyed 2,000 people, and they asked them, what are they looking to do during the quarantine? And these people, 69% of them said that they want to use this time. They want to use this time to be more productive and learn a new skill. Things like gardening, things like coding, things like a new language or instrument or art or whatever it may be. And so people want to be productive. 57% of the people surveyed said that they're looking forward to using the time to pursue passions. And so what we're seeing is this play out in our tribe membership community, where people's memberships are actually booming right now. Levi, who owns a guitar membership, he's seeing his sales literally tripled during this time. We see Emily Jeffords, who just finished the launch for her uh, membership that helps artists. She welcomed 367 new members with two emails, two Instagram lives, and a few social posts. Or Tamara Bennett, who just welcomed 420 new members into a membership helping people uh, paint decorative door hangers. And I've got lots of examples of people right now during this time who are thriving because people want to be productive. They want to use this time. And so mm -hmm. there's that. There's also the fact that we can't get community the way in which we normally do. We can't get it at church. We can't get it at schools. We can't get it on our sports teams. And so because of that, people still crave it, but they uh, membership perfectly supports them in that community aspect. And lastly, what I would say, and this is really where I want to encourage people, is that all of this has really just created a whole new set of problems that weren't there before. Problems that are waiting for savvy entrepreneurs to solve. You know, for example, you and I, we both have young kids. And, you know, we are, you know, two of millions of parents who have been thrust into becoming homeschooling parents because of the shutdowns in schools. And so what we know we don't want, we know we don't want our kids on the iPads and, you know, in front of the TV all day. But the question is like, well, what do we do? You know? And so this is like an example of a problem that has emerged that's waiting for people like, you know, um, Anna DeGilio. She has a membership site that provides teachers lesson plans, 
Well, she's made a slight pivot and she's launched a new membership site providing parents those same lesson plans. Or Casey Hope, you know, Casey's story I love, you know, she sent me this unbelievable message on Instagram and she just said, Stu, I'm just so grateful that I've learned how to create an online membership. She said, because she has a, a brick and mortar art studio. Then she said she had to make the tough decision to close it. And she said, normally I would have been freaked out. Like, how am I going to pay my employees? How am I going to pay myself? Or is this business even going to survive this time? She said, but I don't have any of that anxiety because my online membership, her calligraphy membership is bridging that gap. Now, similarly, what she did is that she also saw there's an opportunity here. Millions of parents don't know what to do with their kids. She's like, every day we teach kids how to paint. Why can't we just teach them online? So her and her team spun up a new membership site within a week, ended up welcoming over 300 new members teaching kids art lessons. So I'm sharing that with you because there is another side to the coin here and we got to pay attention to that. And it's an opportunity that's just waiting for entrepreneurs to show up and serve. And this is a good time to do that. I, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, our good friend, Michael Hyatt is always asking us, you know, what does this make possible? Mm -hmm. And I think especially in the realm of bringing communities together in a membership like, like fashion or using this time to create a course or, or whatever it is, there are opportunities that are right there. And it reminds me of my 2008 story and a lot of other people's 2008 stories. It's interesting how 2008 is a very common year when it comes to people who have started a business. It took that moment in time, just like the moment in time uh, people have right now to step out of their comfort zone and try something new. Um, your commentary about new problems that are arising is very interesting. I uh, was speaking to somebody the other day who is an, an interior designer. And instead of just, you know, the architects aren't building anything right now because nobody's, you know, built, nobody's spending money. But this person has made a shift into helping people design the interiors of their homes to look good for their Zoom calls. That's so amazing. You, isn't that a great, great idea? It's like, and this is what they're becoming known for. And they're creating like, a, I think, a course or a book or something about it right now or just going live and talking about it. But I mean, there's opportunities there with like you said, a lot of the things that are happening right now. Now I'm curious because a lot of people are, and a lot of people in my audience are creating courses right now and, and building things like that. But the membership angle and the community component on top of that is what makes the membership stuff really attractive. Um, where might one start with, how do I even in this environment bring a community together? Like, wh like what does one have to start thinking about in order to make that happen? Well, we often think that we got to have a big audience before we start doing this. Like we got to have tens of thousands or thousands of people. The reality of it is, Pat, that's just not true. You know, uh, actually, I got a message uh, the other night on, again, Instagram from this gentleman. His name's Caesar, and he's a corporate consultant. And right now, those corporate consulting contracts have dried right up. Right. And so he's just like, you know, he wasn't sure what to do. But he had heard me talking about doing a founding member launch. And we can explain and unpack that if you want. But essentially, it's a very simple way to get started to kind of gauge whether there's interest in the market and to create momentum for yourself. And so he had a small group. He had 800 people in his group. And he did a founding member launch. And he just sent me this message. He said, I can't believe it. Like he's welcomed over 50 new members into his membership, just doing a simple founding member launch. And so the reality of it is, is that when you're thinking about, you know, would a membership make sense? Here's what I want to encourage everybody to think, uh, to really drill down. Number one, you know, a great membership. Uh, one of the things it can do is help solve an ongoing problem. So uh, an example of an ongoing problem, you know, right now, millions of us are working from home. And if we've got a pet that, you know, uh, like a dog that barks nonstop, well, 
that's interrupting for you know uh, interviews and video chats and Zoom meetings and so forth. And but a, uh, an out of control dog doesn't instantly become the perfect puppy like that. Like there's a process to solving that problem and it takes time. That makes for a great membership. Weight loss is another great example of a problem-based membership where you know the, you don't go from overweight to the perfect weight overnight. That's an ongoing problem that needs help. And so a membership can solve that gap. Second thing I look for is, is there a way to teach somebody a new skill? And so this is where, you know, um, again, you don't go from not knowing how to play the guitar to becoming the next Eric Clapton overnight. You don't go from not knowing how to paint to becoming the next Picasso overnight. That's a journey. And so when it's a journey like that, it's perfectly suited for a membership site. The last one that I'll give is when you can make someone's life more convenient. So we talked earlier about uh, lesson plans for parents, but this is a perfect example, like where you're making someone's life more convenient. Listen, I often get asked the question, you know, why would anybody buy my stuff if uh, there's so much free information available? Well, uh, let me just tell you the reality. Like when we were home with our kids starting this quarantine, uh, there is a whole lot of free information out there. But it takes time to sift and sort through all that. We as parents, we didn't want that. We just wanted to be told, okay, here's some lessons. Just follow these lessons and you'll save yourself a ton of time and your kids will make progress. Yes, please. I would pay for the convenience of just having that handed to me on a silver platter. So whether it is like lesson plans or as an example, you know, Paul Evans has the membership site called Teen Life Ministries. And what he does is he provides youth ministers a Sunday sermon PowerPoint. So they are typically busy during the week because most youth ministers have full-time jobs and then they scramble on a Saturday to put together a presentation to deliver on Sunday. Well, Paul saves them a ton of time. They don't have to scramble because he's done all the heavy lifting. They go make a few tweaks and bada bing, bada boom, they're off to the races. And so it saves them time. So if, you can, if you're thinking about a membership site, one of the things I always think about, number one, are can you solve an ongoing problem? If you can, that's a great sign. Number two, you know, can you help somebody learn a new skill? If you can, again, that's another great sign. Or number three, can you make life more convenient for your market? And if you can, again, that's another great sign for a membership. And what I would say about for people who are thinking about a course is that it's not an either or question. It's not like, should I do a course or should I do a membership? Because here's the reality. They go together like peanut butter and chocolate. You know, because at the end of the day, like if somebody's going through a course, you're teaching them what to do and how to do it. But when they get to the end of the course, this is where the rubber meets the road, where they have to implement what it is that they have learned. And this is where a membership site can support them in the implementation of it. And so this is why they go together so well. I love that. Thank you. Um, a lot to unpack there that I definitely want to get into. I want to go into the founders launch and how that all works. And can you give us an example of something that would be more perfect for a course versus membership. I, I really want to help people realize where that line is between memberships and the skills and the journey and the ongoing problem versus like what would be a classic example of something that would just make sense as an online course and not really a membership, although a membership could potentially come after that. Do you have an example? Yeah, well, like, um, so the way I think about a course is it's a deep dive in teaching people something about like what to do and how to do it. Um, and so again, uh, the reality of it is, is if you're teaching somebody that's uh, teaching a topic that's very uh, short term minded, like, you know, how to uh, a quick course on how to set up the perfect, have the perfect zoom set up, 
or you know, um, uh, uh, how to launch a podcast as an example. Right. Like right. launching a podcast is you're only really going to launch at one time, and so after that point, then it's about growing the podcast, and that would certainly be a focus of a membership site. But so if there's uh, you know a short uh, you know uh, window of time where people are implementing what it is that they've learned from you, and then they have no there's no ongoing need or ongoing problem or having to learn a new skill, then it would make sense for a course. But the reality of it is, is like I said, for most in most cases, uh, there is a you know a back end uh, need that is served with a membership, and that's typically how we think about it. Like a membership, there's a front end membership and a back end membership. A front end membership is is great uh, because it brings a lot more people into your world, and more importantly, the people who are will join your course and want to do a deep dive are going to be your best converting people are going to be people who are in a front end membership. But then a back end membership perfectly complements a course because that's where you are supporting people in implementing what it is that you've taught them in the course. And so they go they go hand in hand together. I like that. And there's a lot of people listening to this who likely have online courses and they have the opportunity to add a membership component on top of it for those who are in the audience who have either taken a course or want the community community component to come in to, to sort of have and lay on top of that. So there's, there's some new money-making opportunities for a lot of people out there. Now, what, um, and by the way, uh, and you know this too, because you and I have chatted a lot about this, but uh, for those of you who are listening right now, this may be the first time you're hearing about this, but my team and I at SPI Media, we are working on a membership component for SPI to do exactly what you're talking about to help people with implementation for the community aspect, for online and offline events, for other amazing things that we're going to put in there that enhance the experience for those who want to go deeper with us in a more just journey-like fashion versus our one-off courses, which are, you know, learn how to launch a podcast, boom, it's up, it's it's great, and you have, you have listeners. Okay, well, then what? So we are actually working on that right now. And who are we working with? Well, we're very happy to be talking with Stu and getting a lot of help along the way. And we're doing our research. We're going out there and finding a lot of other memberships too to, to just learn from the best. And Stu, you are the best for sure. You This is this is your job. This is what you do. And there's so many success stories that come out of your, your tribe platform. Um, I will be mentioning where you can get more information from Stu about that uh, a little bit later. But what about those who are just starting from zero? So for me, we have courses, we have an audience already. So a membership component, you know, it'll likely do fairly well, hopefully. And obviously it could do great. It could do not so great. But for those starting out, I mean, they don't have an audience already. Is a membership platform or building a membership uh, platform a, a possibility for them? Or is that out of the question? Well, the misconception is that you need an audience of tens of thousands or at a minimum thousands. The reality is you don't. You just need an audience of just a few hundred people. And there's so many great examples of this. Like uh, there's a woman, her name's uh, Brandy Moles, who's coming up on her one-year anniversary of when she launched her membership. Now, she's a service provider, so she manages Facebook ads for her clients. And she's figured out a way to be able to scale that business that doesn't require more of her time. So she was really passionate about sharing this methodology with other service providers, whether it be Facebook ad strategists or managers or social media managers or even uh, virtual assistants. But she didn't have a big audience. Uh, you know, combined through email, social media, et cetera, it was roughly around 400 people. But she moved forward and did a founding member launch and ended up welcoming 23 members. Now, here's what's amazing. 
that 23 members created momentum for her. And Mm -hmm. in the last year, 23 members has blossomed into more than 250. From that, she's also spawned off a course and a mastermind. And the business is booming now, so much so that she was able to bring her husband home from his corporate job. And as she put it, what she's passionate about is she said normally there would be two parents working out of the home. And her goal is to help service providers have two parents working in the home. And I love that. But again, it all started with 23 founding members from a tiny audience of less than 400. And there are so many examples of this. Uh, Anna Saucier is another example. She's an infertility practitioner. She has an audience uh, when she started of just 326 people. But she's like, I can do this founding member launch. So she did it. She ended up generating just over $5,000, $5,024 with that founding member launch, which created a ton of momentum. Wendy Batten's another great example. She started with a tiny audience of 354 people, and she specifically helps paint store retailers, like tiny, tiny niche. And uh, with that audience of 354, she ended up welcoming 52 in her founding member launch, generating $2,800 a month in month number one, and now has hundreds of members, and it just continued to grow. And so I share these stories because the reality of it is, is you don't need a big audience. You just need a tiny audience of just a few hundred people. And most people listening right here, right now, already have that. Between your different social media channels, perhaps a small email list, you already have that. That's enough to be able to do a founding member launch and to be able to create momentum. So let's talk about this founding member launch. You also mentioned earlier it was a way to sort of validate the ideas and the membership that you're doing. Give us the rundown. How does that actually work? So there's really five components to it. And I've used this over and over again, whether it be to launch a membership, a course, workshop, heck, I even used it to launch my mastermind. And essentially the essence of it is, is number one, you talk about the idea. So as an example, Nicholas Wilton is somebody who came to me, he was running his course and he was coming toward the end of the course. And people started asking questions like, well, wait a minute, Uh, what's going to happen to the community? Uh, Where do I go to get my questions answered? Like, are we still going to be able to stay connected? Like all of those are great signs for a membership, right? This is exactly what we talked about. And so he was seeing that and he said, Stu, I I know a membership would be the perfect thing, but I don't have time to launch a membership between now and the end of the course. What do I do? So I said, you should do a founding member launch. And so he uh, invited all of the people going through his course onto a webinar. And the first thing he did was he explained where the idea came from. So he said, look, we came into this course. I had no intention whatsoever of launching a membership, but you started asking questions like this, screenshot, like this, screenshot, like this, screenshot. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about how could we extend this experience from just the course to extending it all year long. And so number one, explain where the idea has come from. Number two, then you cast the vision. So this is where you say, now, I don't have this created yet. This is not a thing yet. But if there's enough response, here's what I envision it becoming. And you start casting what you see this membership and community becoming. And um, uh, you know, uh, not only like from a, co- a content standpoint, but more importantly, like from an experience standpoint and specifically what you are looking to help people do and the progress you're helping them make. So number one is the idea. Number two is the vision. Number three is the uh, invitation. And so this is where you want to invite them to join you as a founding member. And so again, you say, look, uh, I want to invite you to join me as one of our very first founding members. And 
one of the things that I'm going to do in exchange is we're going to lock your price in at the absolute lowest price. So when we do raise the price and launch this to the general public, you'll continue to pay the lowest price. And the other thing is that I want you to have an active say in helping shape this because mm. this is an idea that's still rough around the edges and we're going to shape this together. And your early feedback is going to have great influence over the direction we go with this membership. So number one, the idea, number two, the vision, number three, the invitation, number four is the call to action. Now I got to tell you from experience, Pat, um, I maybe as a way to protect my own ego, I go about this call to action a little bit differently. Sometimes you might see people say uh, things like, uh, say yes in the comments below if you want me to create this. Well, my ego is like, how embarrassing would it be if I asked them to do that and nobody says yes? Like that, that would be embarrassing. So the way I got around it is I say things like, just send me a direct message if this is something you want to move forward with. And so nobody knows whether one person or a thousand people have you know, said that they're interested. Um, like but what that does is it gives people a way to raise their hand so that you can then, number five, follow up. And so in Anna Saucier's case, it was super simple. She took action on this right away. And basically, you make this post either in Facebook or you send an email out to the list. And if you send an email out to list, you just say, hit re hit reply and let me know if you're interested. But in her case, she said, send me a direct message. They did. And she didn't have like a big fancy sales page or launch videos or a webinar or anything of that nature. Heck, she didn't even have a checkout page. She just sent them a PayPal link. So if you can imagine, she made this Facebook post. People responded and said, yeah, I'm interested. She sent them a PayPal link and they went direct to PayPal and paid her accordingly. And so I share this with you because those five steps are all it takes. Number one is the idea. Number two is the vision. Number three, the invitation. Number four, the call to action. And number five, the follow-up. And what's amazing about this is it allows you to get out of your own way to focus on just showing up and serving. And more importantly, this is not about the revenue. Although the revenue and sales will come, this is about working with a small group of people to create stories. And the stories are your best, most valuable asset that will absolutely set you up for when you do launch to the general public. Just like Brandy started with 23 members, but that blossomed into more than 250 because she doubled down her attention to really serve those people and help them make progress. I love that. And you, you, you walk the walk too, Stu. I mean, just for everybody listening, I hope you're paying attention to how Stu uses stories in even just answers on podcast episodes like this one. And he's been able to collect those as a result of having members who he continually has communication with in his tribes platform. And it's just amazing. And so, you know, uh, a little bit more about um, pricing. I think this is one thing that people wonder. It's like, okay, I'm going to get members, but like, what does this look like? Is this monthly payments and how much and you know because i think revenue is really important for people right now and i love the idea of a founding members launch because it allows you to get that income sort of sooner than later versus having to create the thing or build out the platform and then or create the course and then sell and see if it even works thus then wasting time you can validate this up front collect a small group of people to even create it with 
and then it's sort of rocking right from the start. So in terms of pricing, like what, how do you help people understand what to price a membership at? Well, uh, typically memberships on a front-end membership, and we talked about the two differences, a front-end membership and a back-end membership. A front-end membership is typically a lower price point, anywhere from a low of $10 a month. And I wouldn't encourage anybody to do a membership less than $10 a month. But low-end $10 uh, to upwards of, uh, I would say, around $100 a month. That would what I would class as a front-end membership. And when I'm thinking about a pricing of membership, regardless of whether it's front-end or back-end, I always encourage people to start lower and then raise your prices later. The worst thing that you could do is overprice the membership. So let's say you start high and you realize, oh my goodness, I've overpriced this. I got to lower it. We think that our members are going to say, oh, great. Now I get the same thing for cheaper. That's actually not true. From my experience, what happens is it actually starts awkward conversations because people are like, well, wait a minute. You mean I've been overpaying this whole time? I should get a refund for all those months that I was overpaying. And you're like, no, 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 no. You're getting a great deal. Versus if you flip the psychology, what if you start low and then you raise your price later? All those early founding members, they're like, OMG, did I ever make the smart move to get in early? And so it rewards them for you know taking that chance on you earlier. And that's the thing that I love is rewarding those early members. And so whatever you do decide to price, start low, raise your price later. Now, a back-end membership, is uh, typically a higher price point because it's typically coming after a course. People understand the value of your information and more importantly, they understand the value of having implemented that information. So we see backend memberships anywhere from $100 all the way up to $800 a month as an example. And so there are many ways to structure the membership, but first get clear on the type because that's greatly going to influence the price and then certainly start low and then raise your prices later. Yeah. I mean, there's so much involved, obviously, but it's such an important opportunity, I think, is right in front of us that we just hadn't really considered yet, which is really why I wanted to bring you on. This is nobody's talking about this right now, except for you. And there are like we talked about earlier, a lot of opportunities for sure. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring you on as well is because I know the timing's kind of perfect in a sense, because you are launching tribes again for uh, another round of students. And if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about what's involved with that, and again, if this is of interest to you, I definitely recommend checking out what um, we have available for you. So I know April 23rd is a big date. There's some stuff happening then. What happens then? What can people get access to? Whether they choose to continue to work with you or not and actually get involved with tribes and build their membership through you or on their own, like tell us the journey. What would be best for people to go deeper with memberships at this point? Well, first and foremost, I want to encourage everybody, regardless of what you decide to do, to begin thinking about how to add recurring revenue into your business. Because the fact of the matter is, is it creates tremendous stability. This is why we see big companies like, you know, the Amazons, the Apples, the Netflix, the Spotify's, but even companies like Burger King. Yes, Burger King rolled out a membership in the last year. $5 gets you unlimited coffee, five bucks a month. And why would they do that? Because one, yes, it creates stability from the income, but two, it brings people back into the restaurant on a more frequent basis, uh, of which they're mu very much likely going to buy more food. And mm -hmm. car companies, even Nissan and BMW are rolling out memberships where you can get a new Nissan car every single day if you wanted to, but for $800 a month, you can, uh, again, lease and rent a car, but it's on a membership and subscription. And so there are big companies doing it, but there are everyday companies as well you know like uh whether it's uh we get a, a weekly box of vegetables organic fruits and vegetables delivered to our door every single week okay. that's on subscription you know or whether it be uh i'll never forget when we moved into this house 
one night Amy and I are lying in bed and we hear like a mice running through the walls and Amy freaked. She's like, we got to move. I'm like, babies, we just came into this house. And uh, long story short, I called the exterminator and he came and uh, he said, yeah, we totally uh, get rid of this problem for you. He said, but he said, you are living in a wooded area. So, you know, I can get rid of the mice for now, but it's likely they'll be back. However, I can get rid of this problem for you. So you never have to worry about it if you're interested in our maintenance plan. Uh, and I was like, yes, please. Again, it's another subscription model. So I'm sharing it with people because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you have a product-based business, service-based business, uh, a knowledge-based business, community-based business, you can do this and you absolutely should because it'll create stability in your business and eliminate a ton of stress. Now, starting on April 23rd, once a year, I host a free workshop. And during the free workshop, I basically unpack 10 plus years of uh, working with tens of thousands of business owners in all kinds of different markets from photography and calligraphy to fitness and finance and music, art, health, dog training, and so many more. And at the end of the day, what we're going to do in that first live training is help you identify whether a membership is a good fit for your market and specifically what type of membership would be a good fit for your market. And then in the second live training, we're going to unpack and talk about what do you actually provide in the membership? Because many times people think the more content I create, the more value I provide. And that's actually not true. In fact, the number one reason that people cancel from a membership is too much content. And as soon as the seed is planted that, oh my goodness, I'm paying for something that I'm not using, it's a matter of time before they leave. And so it's not about loading them up with more content. What you want to do is you want to get into a rhythm of learning and doing, learning and doing, because it's about helping them make progress. So in that second live session, we'll talk about what specifically to provide that's going to help your members make the most amount of progress. And number uh, that's uh, number one and number two, so that you don't overwhelm them or yourself. You don't want to be on a content uh, hamster wheel. And so we'll show you exactly what to do. And then in the third live training, we're going to break down the five key areas of a membership, starting with your foundation strategy, your content strategy, your marketing strategy, retention strategy, and growth strategy. And in fact, we'll unpack it with this beautiful mind map that visually breaks it all down. And we've had people who have literally launched memberships off the back of that free resource, like Fembi over in Africa. Uh, last two years ago, she launched a membership site just off of that free training uh, for virtual assistants. And so it's a super meaty, awesome and actionable free workshop. It all starts uh, um, April 23rd. Come join us. Cool. So head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash tribe to go ahead and check that out. We'll redirect you there. And again, that's free training. And this is, again, why I knew bringing Stu on to talk, not just about the opportunity, but also he has some great stuff that can help you and you can even take action on right now. So if you're watching this or listening to this before, uh, nobody's watching this, we're all listening. But um, if you happen to catch this, just no matter when, smartpassiveincome.com slash tribe is where you want to go. Uh, Stu, thank you so much. Any final words of advice for those who are um, you know, sitting at home right now, we are itching to get stuff done. And we know that we can do it, but there's some mental blockers there. I know you've gone through a lot of um, training to help people through the mental aspect of this, mm. which, is, which is obviously the most important thing. Can you speak to that a little bit for those who are at home, knowing they want to do something, use this opportunity, but they're still having those doubts creep in their mind? The, the thing that I would say is to ask yourself this question, how can I make this super simple? You know, more often than not, the reason you're not taking any action 
is because you're overcomplicating it and you're overthinking things. But I want to give you an example. Like there's this amazing story of Cheryl Hatch, you know, from our community. And Cheryl wanted to launch a membership site, but the thing that freaked her out was the tech. And she could have waited and waited and waited and put it off, but she didn't. She didn't let that get in the way. She asked herself, how could I keep this super simple? So for her, her response to that question was, well, I'm familiar with email. So here's the amazing part about this story, Pat. She launched her membership site. She delivered the content via email for two years, for two years. And during that time, welcomed more than 650 paying members before she ever launched a members area. And so I'm sharing it with everybody because the key is to just keep it super simple. You know, and the reality is when you take action, you get the clarity. And so the sooner you take action, the more clear you're going to get. And it's going to lead you to where you want to go. But you've got to do something now. And so that's what I want to encourage everybody to do is keep it simple and take action now. Love it. Thank you, Stu. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, thanks for helping out and uh, offering so much value to the world, especially uh, now when people really need it. So um, take care and hope to chat with you again soon. Thanks, Pat. And I appreciate all that you're doing, my friend. So I appreciate you having me and uh, thanks for uh, helping so many people. Hey, hope you enjoyed that interview with Stu. If you want to check out those free workshop videos that he has, if you are interested now in building a membership or even just exploring that, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash tribe smartpassiveincome.com slash tribe if you want to see the other free resources that we have made available to you uh lots i mean we've given away over 2.2 million dollars worth of our courses and books over at smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit um but like i said earlier i think this membership opportunity is huge my team and i we're working on something as well we're learning from Stu. there's nobody else who i'd recommend for this kind of stuff and so Definitely check out the free stuff that Stu has available to check this out. Um, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash tribe. One more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash tribe. Uh, thank you so much. There will likely be more emergency podcast episodes showing up in the future, sort of intermixed within our normal Wednesday uh, publishing schedule. But yeah, uh, appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, hope to see you live on the morning show at uh, patflynn.com slash the income stream i go live every morning on youtube that's called the income stream that's right and uh, you can join the community there it's a lot of fun and i answer your questions we do some website reviews uh, a lot of great stuff but um yeah here to help and here to serve hopefully you enjoyed this episode and uh, wishing you all the best take care good luck and we'll see you soon bye so podcasting is obviously a big deal here at spi and today i'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast yes a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.